Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rock House Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. Be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. Great stuff going on. God is definitely, just when I think we've worked him to death, he, he keeps doing more. That's kind of the point of today's message. Talk, we're going to be talking and focusing on needing God's strength. And there's times in life that, I don't know about you, but I get tired, I get cranky, and I need God's help. I need His strength, and fortunately, His strength doesn't run out. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to continue through our study in Nehemiah. We're going to look at chapter 6 this morning. And to give you a little bit of a recap about where we've come from, because the, the story of Nehemiah is kind of lengthy. It covers a lot of ground. Uh, but in the beginning, Nehemiah goes and begins this work that God has called him to do, which is to rebuild the walls and the city of Jerusalem. And he, he sets out, and I, I mean immediately. I mean, you can almost just see it coming. He immediately runs into resistance and some attacks from the outside. And that is the point where many of us stop. We, we, we think, hey, man, God wants me to do this. And as soon as we get a little friction, we just give it, we give in. But Nehemiah presses on. Even though the work's hard and the way's tough, he, he keeps on going and he, he, he pressed through even threats. If you remember, he was even ridiculed. There were literally attacks. But he was obedient to what God called him to do. And he kept on keeping on. And so over time, these attacks from the outside began to stop. But... One reason for that was because the attacks and the problems from the inside started. And we talked about how those are some of the, the tough problems, the tough situations to deal with, the ones that come from the inside. Uh, Satan's job gets pretty easy when that happens. Uh, when God's people are busy fighting amongst themselves, he doesn't have to do a whole lot. He just lets people destroy themselves. Uh, many great churches... Many great organizations, many great families, many empires throughout history have fallen because of problems from the inside instead of attacks from the enemies on the outside. But along comes leaders like Nehemiah. And Nehemiah and people like him have the ability, the God-given ability, to call people to repentance and to lead them back to the work that God's called them to do, to unify them and to rally the people together to continue the work that God's put before them. And so for the past few weeks, we've heard very little about some people that we heard about in the beginning, a character named Samballot and a guy named Tobiah. Remember them? Some of the problems they caused? Well, guess what? They're back today. But they've been, they've been out of the picture for a little while. But now that the people are united now that they're back to work, now that the complaints have stopped and all the problems from the inside have stopped, the devil must attack again from the outside, and this time in a different way. And the theme of today, like I said, is that you need God's strength. I need God's strength. I, I would assume you do too. Because our strength is going to... I'm not trying to paint a, a gloomy picture, but the fact of the matter is our strength will fail. 
We're going to get weak when attacks come. We're going to get tired. We're going to get old, hopefully one day. And, 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 and as these things begin to happen, we, we need to move forward and to press on. But we, we tend to get discouraged. We get disheartened. And our chance to fail. But the Bible says those that hope in the Lord will what? Renew their strength. That they will soar on wings like eagles. That they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We need God's strength. Turn to Nehemiah chapter 9. We're going to look at the first part of this chapter this morning. And Nehemiah begins like this. It says, When word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies. Now remember, this just started out with a couple of enemies early in the book, Sanballat and Tobiah. Now the number has grown. Because how many knows that negativity multiplies over time? We, we say misery loves company. Negatives attract. <laughs> that may not make sense in physics class, but negatives attack. Bad attitudes attract one another. He says, word came to the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates. Sam Ballot and Geshem sent me this message. Come and let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So when your enemy invites you to Ono, you need to think, Oh no, this is a trick. Can't go there. So, think about what they've tried to do to Nehemiah. They've tried to shame him. They've tried to stop him by scaring him to death. They've, they've sent people literally to attack him. They've tried to discredit him, but they couldn't do that. And so now the attack comes in a different form. It comes in the form of a, a truce. Hey, let's get together. Let's, I'm going to try and play nice. Maybe we can work together now and, and, and be friends. They're acting like somebody that, that Nehemiah has won over over time. And this is when you need God's strength. First point this morning, you need God's strength because the enemy is crafty. The attacks are going to come. We know that. But over time, they're going to come in a different form. And under our own strength and our own wisdom, we look at a situation like this and we think, man, I finally won old so-and-so over. We're ready to be friends. And, and, and they, they've seen I can't be bought. They've seen I can't be defeated. So maybe we can actually work together and do something good. But God gives Nehemiah the wisdom to see through this scheme. And that's what it is. How many knows that some of the greatest evils come in pretty packages? Some of the greatest attacks come disguised as something really nice. Some of our greatest temptations come disguised as some of the greatest opportunities. Let that sink in for just a minute. The enemy takes God's word. He takes the truth and he, he turns it and he twists it just enough. In today's world, for example... He takes something good or something bad and he twists it just enough to make you think that it's okay. I mean, just so simple. You turn on the TV and, and you're, there's so many divisions across our country. You turn on the TV, you got one side talking about one thing, the other side's talking about the same thing, the same thing, but they call it two different things. What's happening? <laughs> Okay, fake news. <laughs> but this is how the enemy works. 
He takes, he takes this somewhere in the middle, there's a truth. And it's been distorted and it's been twisted to make you bite. And to swallow it hook, line, and sinker. Genesis 3, 1, all the way back in the beginning. I mean, we know how crafty the devil is. The Bible literally says, but the serpent was more cunning than the others. More crafty. The, the language could literally mean he's more subtle. He don't always come at you with pitchforks and, and horns looking like a devil, does he? He takes something God says and he turns it. And he makes you fall for a lie. Has God really said you shall surely die? Some of the worst attacks have come at you in the form of something that appeared to be good. And in our own power and our, with our feeble little minds, we'll fall for it. When you're tired, when you're beat down anyway, you just can't see through the garbage, and we need God's help to fight through some of these things and to see what's really happening. Verse 3 says, So I sent messengers to them with this reply. I'm carrying on a great project and cannot go down. It was true. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. The devil likes to distract us, or at least try to. And you think these people would get the point after the first time, or the second time, or the third time. But again, this is not how the enemy works. And the second point this morning is you need God's strength because the enemy is committed. He's crafty, but he's also committed. The enemy is more committed to a Christian's failure than many Christians are to their own faith. Ponder that. The enemy is more committed to a Christian's failure than many Christians are to their own faith. He doesn't just try one time or two times or three times. He keeps on coming at you and he keeps on attacking you and he keeps on picking away at you and ambushing you, hoping that at some point you're going to fall and not be able to get back up. He's committed to your demise. The Bible says to your destruction. Why? Because he knows that his time is limited. He's already been defeated. <laughs> Thank God we've sang about that this morning. He's already been defeated through Jesus Christ. And one day Christ is going to return and he's going to put an eternal end to the devil and all of his followers. But until that day, he's trying to take as many down with him as possible. And when the attacks keep coming consistently and one right after the other, you get through one and here comes another. You, you conquer one thing. One temptation or one threat, and then, man, you turn right around and you feel so silly because you fall for another. You get weak. Your mind gets weak. Your spirit gets weak. We, if we were left on our own, honestly, we'd just we'd cave. We'd fall to pieces. The devil would win. But there's good news. and This is what I want you to take away from this this morning. We don't have to do this on our own. We don't have to rely on our own strength. We can have God's strength. Try to wrap your head around that. You can have the strength of Almighty God in your life. We need it. Psalms 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in a time of trouble. He's ever-present. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. I love what King David said. He said, God... He said, where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? 
If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. He says, if I live at the eastern horizon or settle at the western limits, even there your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold me tight. Isn't that awesome? God holds on to you. He said, surely the, if I say the darkness will hide me and the light around me will be night, then even the darkness is not dark to you, God. There is no place that you can go that God is not there. There is nothing that you can go through that God is not available to help you and to be with you. And because the enemy is committed to our destruction, we need God's help. We need His strength. Because I don't know about you, but I, I believe with all my heart the devil ain't no match for our God. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, Then the fifth time... Sanballat sent his aide to me with the same message. And in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it's true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king. So come and let us meet together. He says it was an unsealed letter. Today we would get on Facebook and say, this is an open letter, let's pass it around. It, it means everybody was able to open it up and read it. And that was the point. They were saying, let's spread some false rumors about this guy, Nehemiah. Let's get him in trouble with the king of Babylon that sent him here because that's another way that the enemy works. If I can't win you over by playing nice, guess what? My true colors are going to come out. I'm going to attack your character. I'm going to attack your integrity. I'm going to attack your reputation. I'm going to attack your credibility. And folks, when this begins to happen, some of us absolutely lose our minds. And if you don't lose it when they start talking about you, you're going to lose it when they start talking about your wife and your kids and your husband and your cousins. And that's when a lot of Christians say some things that are unbecoming of Christians. Third point is we need God's strength in these times because the enemy is coercive. He's forceful. It means if he can't make you fall... He'll put you in a situation and try and force your hand. He'll try to put you in a situation that plays to his advantage. He threatens Nehemiah by spreading blatant lies around the whole region in an open letter. And if King Artaxerxes finds out about this and believes it's true, you know what that means for Nehemiah? He's toast. Now that would scare most of us. But when this happens to us, most of us tend to fold pretty quickly. We say, and how many have heard this? We say things like, what else can I do? We say things like, I have no other choice. There's always another choice. We say, my hands are tied. I'm cornered. And if we aren't careful, folks, we will play right into the devil's schemes and we will let him ruin our lives. 
So we need God's strength. Look what Nehemiah did in verse 8. said, I sent him this reply. <laughs> I love this. So honest. Nothing like what you're saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. He calls him out. He says, buddy, you are just a few fries short of a Happy Meal. You're a liar. <laughs> Nehemiah sees what's really going on here. He says, they were all trying to frighten us, thinking, well, their hands will get too weak for the work. That's what the devil wants you to do, Christian. He wants to make you too weak for the work that God has planned for you. He says, and it will not be completed. But I prayed. I love that part right there. I, I was thinking about this this week. I thought, man, I want that to be said about me one day. This happened, but I prayed. That happened, but I prayed. The devil tried to do this, but I prayed. And he said, now strengthen my hands. <laughs> Woo! That'll preach. I don't even have to say anything. God's word put it right there for us. You know, this life is quite a journey. It has its ups and downs. And I'll tell you what, following Christ is the most fun thing that we could ever do. It, it's an adventure every, every day. But I'd be lying if I told you that it was all sunshine and rainbows all the time. There's going to be some difficulties. There's going to be some times that the enemy is going to hit you pretty hard. And it's going to get tough. He's crafty. He's committed. He's coercive. And you're going to get afraid sometimes. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to get disheartened. Um, there's going to be moments when you just feel weak. Honestly, there's going to be some times that you just feel defeated. There's going to be times when you're praying and you're like, God, I don't know if I can go on like this any longer. There's going to be times you're going to question if God even loves you. If he's even good. The point of the day's message is you need God's strength during those times. Not my strength. You don't need some strength that you can conjure up from within. Some self-made willpower. You need the strength of God. And here's why. God's strength never fails. I get out of here and I try to run my guts out and not get fat, but I get tired. I get weak. But God never gets tired. God never gets old. He doesn't age. Do you realize that? And He never gets, He never runs out of power. He never runs out of strength. And one of the great lessons from the book of Nehemiah is that we, little old us, can tap into the strength of God Almighty. Last point is we need God's strength. You just got to ask for it. <laughs> Seems simple, doesn't it? I mean, it's almost too good to be true. But some of you are going through some stuff. Some of you feel like you're under attack. Some of you believe that your family's under attack, and it is. Some of you are just tired. You're just worn out. You're discouraged. You're afraid. Some of you feel like you failed. You've gone too far in the, in the wrong direction. And you, you simply just need today to ask God to help you. Come down off your high horse. Realize you ain't God. 
and ask Him to come and help you. Ask for His strength. Ask Him to let you feel His strength in your life again. And here's what's cool. When you ask, guess what? You shall receive. <laughs> strength in my hands as Nehemiah prayed. And God, I promise, God will help you. He will be there with you. He will give you the strength that you need to face whatever situation you've got to face tomorrow. He'll give you the strength to have the tough conversations that you've been putting off that you've got to have. He'll give you the strength to make the tough decision that you've been putting off that you've got to make. But you won't find it anywhere inside of here. You only get it from the Lord. Join me in prayer this morning. Father, Lord, we need you. And God, I need you. God, I'm so reminded day after day how pitiful that I am and weak. And God, I need your strength. Lord, I know that life's tough sometimes. I know the devil seems scary. I know some of these situations that he brings into our lives seems impossible. But Lord Jesus, you said with God, nothing is impossible. Lord, I, I'm just praying that today some of our pride could be set aside. It's so hard for some of us to ask for help. And I'm not looking for people, Lord, to come to me for help or to turn to their neighbor for help. God, I'm just looking for people to say, you know what? The only person that can help me is God himself. And God, I know when we do that, God, so many times in my life, you've just showed up. You've shown me the way. You've shown me the right choice to make. You've given me the strength to face my fears and my problems. And God, I'm asking you to do that for somebody today. God, if there's someone here that has no clue what I'm talking about because they don't have a relationship with you, God, I pray today that they, they'd find you. I pray they'd turn their whole life, their whole will over to you and find salvation through Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in today. And remember, the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with Him. Again, thanks for listening. God bless.